0: what's up everybody how are you guys hawaiians out there both near far and everywhere in between thank you for coming back to another episode of a hawaiian they're my special podcast i am your host and pretty much only person here uh clay 2k and Thank you guys for coming back, and thank you for joining me if this is your very first time. I enjoy doing this stuff. Um, it's kind of like my personal therapy, and uh, yes, there is no guest uh, as of right now. Maybe in the future there will be, but for the most part, it's just me, you, this microphone, and the time that we have to, to chat. I like to talk a lot. I like to share questions. I like to ask audience members to react, um, and so I, I that's kind of how my... my, my uh, My program goals here on this podcast, plus I don't really have to worry about depending on anybody to show up and whatnot, so it's just basically me, uh, but at the same time, I do take a lot of the blunder, so uh, for those of you who are coming back, thank you guys so much for the love and support, I really do appreciate it, and this is actually episode number seven, so uh, I've got a few more episodes before I'm going to stop going through the run through as far as how I want things done, or as far as how I, I, I plan things out to do on my podcast uh, so for those of you who are just brand new, thank you, once again. Um, the way I set up my my, my podcast, I, I try to have a good, easy format to follow. That way people can follow along and see where I'm coming from. Uh, we usually start off with a Manao moment. Uh, basically, I just talk. I share my Manao. I share my thoughts. I share my week. Whatever happened, and uh, we talk about it. Uh, the second thing I do is I talk about... Um, it's news to me, basically current news or news that I find intriguing that may not be in the U.S., that it's kind of like wherever it takes place. That's what I want to talk about. And then lastly, everybody who's been here before, my thought bucket, okay? And uh, I'll explain more about that later. But let's go right ahead and let's dive into my Manao moment. Okay, <clears throat> so let me ask you guys this. By the raise of hands... How many of you husbands, boyfriends, significant others, partners, spouses, whatever you may be, um, can actually do what your spouse or significant other, etc. has asked you to do without them actually saying it? Basically, what I'm trying to say is how many of you can actually read between the lines without a doubt and not have any Backlash for your mistakes, your mess ups. Hmm? Raise of hands, any of you? Hmm? How many of you are perfect? Don't have this as a problem. You already know your spouse in and out. You're like, oh, she says green. I know she means red. She says she's not hungry. I know she wants chicken. Like stuff like that. How many of you can can honestly say that you're perfect? You know exactly what your spouse wants. If you are raising your hand right now, you're a goddamn liar. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that right now. You are liars, especially men. If you're trying to be, oh yeah, I got this, I got this, don't worry, you're a liar. You really don't know, or your spouse or your significant other is pulling your leg on this because it is so, so difficult. So, so difficult. And the reason why I wanted to start off my podcast, especially my monotone moment, with this, is because I am I am the, the guiltiest man out there, but I'm also straight up when I tell my wife that I really can't read between the lines, okay? I suck at it, I'm not that good, you know, she'll be like, she'll tell me, and I've, I've shared this before, uh, but she'll tell me like, babe, Clay, don't get me any gifts, you know, I'm thankful for you just being here in my life, whatever it may be, so I don't get her any gifts, or my gifts are crappy, that's that's how it is, I mean, she she also tells me, Clay, I don't like surprises, you know, and when I try to surprise her, she's like, oh, she's like super happy, or sometimes I don't even surprise her at all, and then she gets mad that I'm not surprising her, so it, it, it kind of goes back and forth between the two of us <clears throat> excuse me um and the reason why i brought that up is because it happened again this week so i went to go hang out with a few of my friends went to go mix at his house um it was already late at night it was i think it was like 10 o'clock at night still went over mixed with the boys sang some songs hung out and it was already like 1.30, 1.45 in the morning. My wife calls me. is like, hey, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm still at my friend's place. Uh, and she's like, oh, were you going to call me? I said, not really because you told me go, have fun, be safe. Call me when you get there. Call me when you leave. So I'm like, okay, I can at least stay for you know a little bit longer. I actually was planning to leave at 2 a.m. in the morning. Which is fine by by means of, you know, the boys. So I'm explaining this to her, and she gets mad. She gets mad, she gets mad. We start arguing, whatever. Later on in the week, I end up having the same conversation brought up again, but this time in front of friends and in front of females, other females. And they tell me, Kalei. When she calls you, it's because she misses you. She says she wants you to go out and have fun, but in reality, she doesn't want you to take that much time. She'd rather you come home or at least communicate more when you're going to come home. So, like I said, I can't read between the lines. I didn't know that that's what my wife wanted. I didn't know that she wanted me to come home because in my my eyes, from my point of view, if I told my wife, okay, she's like, okay, I'm going to hang out with these friends, yada, 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 um, I would tell her, just let me know when you get there. You got if you guys decide to move somewhere else, you know, like if you're at their you know, if you're at your friend's house, and then you decide, oh, we're gonna go to um we're gonna go to a karaoke bar, we're gonna hang out there. Let me know you're going there. That way, in case anything happens, the last known lo- location I remember in my mind and I have on text, if possible, is that you're there at the karaoke bar, right? <coughs> and then Hang out as long as you want. Hell, you can hang out. If I say hang out, have fun, that means hang out, have fun, just be safe. That's it. As long as you come home to me safe, you're in one piece. You're not, you know, I don't have to find out something bad happened on the news. You know, um, I don't have to find out that you were left stranded somewhere. As long as you let me know you're safe and you come home, that's all I care about. And for me, that's how I am, because I don't want my wife to play guessing games or whatever. Oh, does he mean this? Does he mean that? And most of the time when she's out, I don't, uh, or when when she used to, she doesn't really do that much anymore. Uh, but when we used to live back home in Hawaii and she used to go out, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Go have fun with your friends. You know, and I would try my best not to bother that time, because at that time, her friends are busy. She's busy. So for them to just have time alone where she doesn't have to think about me and the kids that's a blessing for her you know that that that's a that's a less stress on top of her to have to think about that let her pull that out of her mind let her chill let her relax let her just have fun and have women time just like guys need guy time women need women time so for all you guys who said that oh yeah i can read between the lines yeah 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 you guys are liars okay you guys are all liars and the other reason why this came up is because um One night, my wife and I were actually talking about, you know, this whole situation and whatnot. And um, we're laying in bed, and those are usually the best moments that we have where we can laugh, we can talk, we can share each other's stories. That's when our kids are KO'd, sleeping on their beds and whatnot. So, um, my wife and I started talking. And I told her that... I told, babe, I know you get upset at me about not being able to read between the lines. But honestly... This is something that has always happened. Like, I've always been this way. I've always been clueless. Not by, not by choice, but because I just don't see it. Like, I, it's basically like... Basically, you could, could tell me that you committed a murder without committing a murder. And I would be like, oh, that's cool. And just, like, walk it off because it doesn't. I don't get it. If it's not, if it's not all the details or if it's not specific enough and pinpointed directly or I'm not in on the inside joke, then it doesn't make sense to me, and I just I just lose all hope. I lose all, all what the hell is it called? All liability, all capability of trying to figure out what the hell you're talking about. And so I'm telling my wife, this has been going on for my whole life. I've ruined um, I've ruined relationships, um, like friendships and stuff like that. I've ruined opportunities, and I've even ruined sexual encounters. And so I, I explain this to my wife as we're, as we're talking, and she's like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, well, one time um, I was chilling out in this lobby and um, I knew, you know, I was in school and I knew people around there and whatnot. And one of these girl, I was, I was just chilling, watching TV, doing whatever. And a girl came in, a girl that I knew, um, had no relationship with her just besides knowing who she was and, you know, uh, a peer of mine, uh, an acquaintance, we'll say it. Um, so she comes in, she starts talking. And I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? This and that. Yeah. You know, okay, keep watching TV, keep watching TV. She ends up saying, Oh my goodness, I just want to get laid. And I'm looking like, okay. She's like, But that this time she had a boyfriend. At least I thought she had a boyfriend. And she's like, Oh man, I can't wait to just I just need it. And in my head, I'm like, All right, good for you. And I just kept watching TV. And my wife, like I'm sharing this story with my wife, right? She's like, Are you kidding me, Kale? Yeah, I mean, it was awkward to me. I was like, okay, shut up. I'm watching TV. That's how, in between the lines, I cannot see. Was she dropping hints? I don't know. If she's, if she's, Was she playing a game on me? I don't know. And to this day, I don't know. Maybe she was just saying it to get it off her chest. You know, if you guys think that she was trying to say something to me, go ahead and comment that. But for me, it's like, because I think it's because of how I am and who I am. Like, if I'm not gonna play this game because I'm unsure, and they get caught up, I think that's how guys get caught up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to take, I'm not trying to take guys' side on this, okay? Because there always should be a definite consent, right? That's what I believe in. Even with my wife, like when she doesn't wanna, you know, if she doesn't wanna make love, we don't have, she doesn't wanna have sex. She has to give me that consent. I won't just jump on it and take it. You know, like that's that's rude. That's that's borderline. You know, you deserve to get knocked the hell out. Um, But when it comes to stuff like that, I can understand why some guys are like, oh, oh, she's trying to tell me something. And then they, they misread. So I'd rather you be 100%. So I know the facts. I know what boundaries I'm in. I know that I'm not going too far left or I'm not going too far right on the idea that you have presented to me and I know for a fact that this is what you're talking about, because I don't want to misread you, end up being an asshole, and then post it on social media that, oh, this fat SOB was this, you know, this Hawaiian guy, Kalei, was jumping on me, and all this stuff, and I wasn't trying to lead him on, that's like a girl saying, oh, I'm not, I'm wearing this tight dress, this nice fitted dress, doesn't mean I want attention, it just means I want to dress nice, okay, so, you know, we're misreading, and I don't want that to happen in my life, I don't want to get effed up in the in in that social media type of way I don't want to have a lawsuit or anything like that on my life or a criminal record because I decided to choose the wrong choice so whenever my wife tells me these things I don't want to f up but at the same time she wants me to read between the lines I I, I just don't I, I really don't know how to do that you know what I'm saying I really I really can't I can't really jump on that like I, that's not me I, I i just don't if you're gonna tell me this is what i expect of you this is what i want do this da, 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 good then i know that if i don't do it i f up but if i do it i'm good whereas if i misread and i f up i didn't understand what the hell i was doing in the first place like that's how i see it okay um and i and i'm guilty of it too um not only am i guilty about reading between the lines but i actually put my wife in a hard situation which sucks because it frustrates her and I really got to work on this because I feel I I am the asshole for doing this to her okay so and I've said this before she'll tell me I'll get upset because she becomes this drill sergeant sometimes and it's not it's not because that's what she wants to do it's because I put her in that situation right so she'll tell me Kalei, i need you to do this babe you got to do this love you got to do this i'm like oh crap oh well, here we go yapping 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 right still doing that thing huh you're still yapping but anyways she does that to me and i tell her babe stop telling me what to do i'm a grown-ass man i know what to do stop telling me what to do but here's the shitty part when i tell her that she backs off okay then nothing gets done but wait i told her out of my own mouth don't tell me what to do because i know what to do but she and she should expect me to do what needs to be done without being told, right? We can all agree to that. Those of you who are viewing, those of you who know me, we can all agree to that. She stops, notices that shit ain't getting done around the house. What is she supposed to do? I literally put her between a rock and a hard place. She doesn't want to argue with me because I've already explained. I don't want her to be on my ass. But at the second time, but at, at, at the other hand, I'm not doing what she's expected me to do what I told her I would do out of her expectations like does that make any sense so <laughs> so yeah I, I I do mess up a lot but reading between the lines is very very difficult and I I know that I should probably ask a thousand more questions just to be sure I know what the hell I'm talking about but at the same time like I shouldn't so I'm kind of stuck in between this in this this dilemma and uh if there's any pointers you guys can give me to like just to just um figure this out because i really want to i really want to better myself as a as a husband as a man as a human being that way i can read between the lines i think that's why my wife is so good at reading people like she is amazing at reading people like i've seen her i've seen her meet people once or twice and already figure them out and later on, like as months roll by, as we get to know them even more, of course we see the tragedy or the, or the the everything that my wife had said was right. Once in a blue moon is she wrong? So I do believe in women's tuition. I do believe that um, men f up a lot because we don't understand how they do it. But for those of you, even women, if you guys are watching this, give me some hints. Give me some clues as to why. Why don't you just tell your man what you really feel? Why don't you just be be real, be straight up, and tell them how you feel? Because a lot of us, like myself, we're not good at, we, we don't, we we would fail as a detective. Let me just put it that way. Because we have to guess, we have to misread, we have to look between the lines, all that. That's too much to investigating. Guys like me, guys like me. Hate that stuff. Like we like to do it in games because there's like a time limit. There's a there's a time and place for it. But if it's everyday life, oh my god, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. But like I said, if you guys have pointers for to help me out, please go ahead, comment, send it to me on my Instagram, social media, whatever you guys you guys can get in in contact with me. Let me know what you guys think I should do to fix myself to be better. Because I do want my relationship to grow and to get better. That's all I want in life. Um, but yeah. And honestly, I just want to share this. Honestly, if my wife didn't do, become this drill sergeant in my life and didn't show me, that's a way that she shows me she loves me, okay? I'm going to put it out that way. That's how she shows me she loves me. She t- she puts me on the path. She helps me on it. Sometimes she has to drill sergeant me and kick me in the ass. And I it's okay. I understand why she does it, okay? Because honestly, if I if she didn't do that for me, I would literally be walking around like a chicken with no head. Really just all over the place, not knowing where to go. I think that was a turkey, but uh, <laughs> uh, walking around with no head, just, just uh, shoulders, literally just shoulders and walking around, not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do, you know? Oh shoot. And um, speaking of, speaking of headless chickens, <laughs> sorry, I'm going on tangent here, but it reminds me of this story. Another story of this of this time that it actually i never knew this was a real thing like i've heard this saying a thousand times over you're walking around with a chicken like a chicken with no head you're walking around with like a chicken with a head cut off i'm like okay i don't understand what the hell you guys are talking about so uh it wasn't until it actually happened to me that i freaked the hell out and i realized that this this is real okay so we're in nalakuli this is when i was young we're in nalakuli we're at this party a uh, family party get together. My dad was a musician. I don't know if we were related to these people or whatever, but we were just at this party, okay. And then this big, big local boy. I'm talking. He was 12, pushing two and a half biscuits, easy, okay. He see. He and I are playing around. Don't even know his name. We'll just call him Chunky because he's he was a chunky ass dude. He was a fat ass kid at the time, and he was bigger than me. That's how I knew he was like he was ch- he was fat ass. Okay, so I was fat. I was heavy. But this dude was a fat-ass dude, okay? So he, um, (laughs) so I don't know his name. So Chunky, we'll just call him Chunky. He and I see this white chicken running around in the neighborhood, running around down the street. So his bright idea, and this is, I didn't think he would ever think of this, but his bright-ass idea was, let's go catch this chicken. So I'm like, okay. So us and a few of the kids in the neighborhood uh, at that party, ran down this chicken, actually Chunky caught this chicken, okay, Chunky, as fat as he was, jumped on this chicken and grabbed him, and I had never seen anybody that big move that fast, let alone, I've never seen a chicken run around in the street, okay, I didn't, I've never seen that up until this point as a kid, so Chunky grabs the chicken, he holds it in his arm, and he goes, hey, you want to see something cool, I'm like, like any other normal kid who's never seen this crap in real life, any other kid who's been brought up by goodly parents and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to see what's going to happen. What the hell are you talking about? Chunky tucks the bird under his one arm. Puts his, his sausage-like fingers around its neck and goes, watch this. He then does three and a half... P.D. Pablo helicopter spinning around your head like a helicopter tosses and by three and a half P.D. Pablos this is n- the fat sausage fingers that are gripping the neck of the chicken hold on to the neck while the bird's body detaches and goes catapulting across the street. The damn bird's body hit the wall Ends up dropping to the ground, stands up somehow, I don't know how this happens, stands up and starts running with no head. I've never seen anything like this. So of course I'm thinking this is a goddamn demon chicken and I'm running for my life. I can't remember, like I I think I might have blacked out, but I had never in my life seen anything like this, let alone a fat kid catching it. To begin with, that should have been a sign that this dude knew what the hell he was doing at that big, that fast. But when that chicken took its head and ran off, that's when I realized I really need help and guidance in my life. (laughs) No, that's when I realized what the saying really meant because I'd never seen that before. So if you guys ever run into that encounter, please, please don't have a fat kid Toss the chicken across the street. That's not a good idea. I don't know what they did with the chicken after that. The story ends there. I think I might have blacked out or fainted because I don't remember a minute or two even after that or the rest of the night. All I know is that that vivid story stuck with me and I'm 30 plus years now. So that's been with me for a very long time. Um, <coughs> so yeah, so um, what was I saying? So yeah, basically I can't read between lines. Sorry I cut off tangent with the chicken story. Oh, excuse me. So, yes, those are both epic and frightening situations at the same time. Okay. Um, (laughs) Moving on to the next story. Uh, This week, my daughter, my oldest daughter. Hi, baby. She had her very first basketball game, and it was amazing. Okay, so... I come in I'm straight off of work. I'm still trying to do my job, but I took a lunch break and I ended up going to my daughter's basketball game. I told her, Daddy's gonna do the, be- do the best I can to be around and to, to participate in your sports as much as possible, okay? Daddy supports you and I wanna show you that. So we go to the basketball game and it's, it's. she's only five. So there's, you know, the ribs are lower and you know, it's just, it's just to have fun. That's the kids have fun. So they're running up and down the court and for some reason i don't know what it is out here in utah why people don't just cheer and have like a ball especially when it comes to kids like kids of this age but for me i'm loud i'm loud to begin with when i get into the mode of, of cheering especially when it comes to sports especially when it comes to my kids i want them to to know that daddy is going to be the loudest one there dad's going to be there to support you i may embarrass you when you get older but that's what you got to do with you chose to be my kid all right so anyways so they're at the basketball game, I'm going, go baby girl, go baby, go, get him, get him, hustle, 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 run down. Hey, 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 pay attention, run back. Hey, grab the ball, shoot, good, dribble, dribble. So I'm going, I'm giving that, I'm giving I'm yelling, not yelling at her, but like loudly cheering my daughter on. And no one here in Utah. None of the parents that are sitting on here, on my, on our side of the team, our team side, neither on the other opponent's side, are really saying much of anything. They're just like, go, go, and mind you, I'm not just cheering for my kid. When I when I watch kids play, and I've always done this, I've always been I've always been this type of spec, uh, spectator. I cheer on any kid who's doing good. If the kid just got the ball, good, good, number twelve, good, hustle, hustle, you got it. And then okay, go get her, get like. But I'm, you know what I mean. Like I, I, know where my boundaries are, and I'm here to cheer on the kids as a group. So I'm cheering on for both sides of the team. And then on my daughter's team, there's this little girl. We'll call her Bethy. Okay, I don't want to give out her real name, so we'll call her Bethy. She, she has been on the sidelines pretty much the whole game because she's nervous, she's scared, she's not used to playing, right? But, so the dad like convinces her, her father convinces her to get back in the game so she ends up going back in the game she finally gets the basketball i think it was my daughter that gave her the ball so i'm like and i don't know her name at the time so it's i just see her as number 10 get her number 10 go go number 10 hustle way to go way to go way to go the mom behind me goes taps me on the shoulder goes hey excuse me taps me and just says oh her name is her name is bethy bethy i'm like Go tell me her name, shout her name out, tell everyone who she is, support her, yell for her, cheer her on. Come on, Bethy! So of course that's me. I'm like, okay, come on, Bethy. But in my head, I'm like, why the hell am I doing your job as a parent and cheering your kid on? All right, so. And by the end of the day, everybody in the gym knew who my daughter was. I called her out by name. I shouted her out. I, I encouraged her to keep playing hard, to hustle, and she did really, really good up and down the court, hustling. She was the only kid really dribbling from court side to court side. Can't make a basket to save her life. Uh, we're gonna have to work on that. But she is a hustler. She's a very good defensive player. She's got. She can get down in her crouch position, hands out, and starts moving. Uh, she just doesn't know how to press, which is fine. We're not. We're not elite basketball champs by any means but the other thing i have is the coaching staff is like you got, there's no there's no umph there's no cheer there's no energy like kids need energy like i went to one of my daughter's practices and boy it was that rough i thought i was watching i thought i was watching the pga tour man it was rough you know i was it was so dead it was so silent i thought i was watching grass grow i thought i was fishing because it took forever i no you know what fishing i can actually catch something but this was, whew, my goodness, this was not a clinic. This was an old senior citizens trying to learn how to play ball again. Like, this thing was horrible, okay? Because, and for me, and that's and my wife asked, like, why don't you be a coach, Clay? I was like, because I don't have the time. If I did have the time, hell yeah, I'd come in there, come on, let's go. Like, you feed off that energy. Kids need energy. If they're not excited to play, they will not play. You know, but if they're excited and you can keep that energy up, they'll run as fast. Everything will be fast. They'll have so much more excitement, but I think that they need to have that. Okay. So besides that, the best thing that happened at this basketball game was my daughter hit this fool with a shake and bake. Okay. So, (laughs) so this one white kid, this one holly boy was all up in my daughter's face, like trying to block him and block her and stuff. She didn't even have the ball. He was just trying to, you know, he's just playing. He's just trying to, you know, block her, this and that. And my daughter's like trying to bob and weave him, trying to bob and weave him and trying to be fast. And so I saw that, and the immediate thought was, India, run fast. Hit him with the shake and bake. So she ran, boom, and she ran fast, and she hit the brakes hard, whack. And that boy disappeared. He went straight into the hallway and went home. Like, I don't know what happened to this kid. All I know is he went into the hallway, probably, and came around and came back into the gym on the other side. But he disappeared. And my daughter broke his ankles. It was amazing. I loved it. I was like, hit him with the shaking bag, baby. Bam! And that happened. And then... This other dad was cracking up because behind me he was like, Oh my gosh, shake and bake. That's classic. I was like, Yeah, man. Classic serve, extra fried, deep fried, whatever way, whichever way you want. It. I got the shake and bake. So good job, <laughs> my baby girl. You know, and I think I think athletes starting off at a young age is very, very important. It helps them to develop skills and and whatnot. And my wife and I kind of asked, like, what you know, we ended up talking like what should we do going forward? Like should we con- should we put India in, in, in any other sports? Like should we put our daughter in any other sports? I'm like, yeah, we should put. I want them to keep a martial arts, whatever martial arts they choose: jujitsu, karate, boxing, um, kung fu, whatever it may be. Some sort of martial arts discipline. Jiu Jitsu. I would love them to do Jiu Jitsu. To be honest, Wing Chun, whatever it may be. But they also need to have soccer. And then they can choose a sport, whatever sport they want to do—basketball, swimming, uh, volleyball, kayaking, uh, water polo, what those, golf, tennis. I want them, I want them to keep a martial arts and soccer because I believe in footwork. You know, I believe that they will develop even better footwork because of soccer, and that it starts from the feet. Like in my opinion, every sport starts from the feet. If you if you don't have good footwork, you can't really progress in anything karate teaches you balance it teaches you discipline it teaches you mastering yourself soccer teaches you footwork teaches you how to be agile how to literally float on your tippy toes i've seen soccer players do ridiculous things with their feet and i and they don't even look like their eyes are up here the feet are going like like this and just dancing all around making it look like everybody else is a joke so that's what i would do i would t- i told my wife they need to do a martial arts they need to do a soccer uh, do a soccer they need to stay in soccer and then they can pick any sport they want for the rest of their lives as long as those two are covered i will be fine with whatever they choose so hope you for the best <laughs> What about you guys? You know, if you have kids or you or you grew up that way, like what were the sports that you participated in that were like definite foundational sports for you to participate in that your parents had? Like I know some guys who are like, no, you're going to play football and baseball. I know some guys are just, their parents told them football and rugby, that's it. Some guys were soccer and wrestling, football and wrestling, basketball and wrestling, basketball and football. Like all those things, those are the the, the foundational things that they needed to keep in order to participate in other sports. And that's what parents did for them. And so I want that for my kids too. Like I want them to have a solid foundation. Martial arts, they can take with them into the real world. Footwork, they can take them to become better athletes. Even if they don't pursue soccer in like a like a major league league, um, experience like so they're not going to go professional with soccer if they did great if they don't it's okay the the footwork that they that they learned will benefit them in any other sport like bat like basketball footwork they'll be able to balance they'll be able to do all those things it comes from soccer you know and they'll be able to defend themselves later on in life protect themselves keep themselves f- safe as well as their family so that's what i'm looking for i'm not looking at tomorrow's game i'm not looking at the next the next week's game i'm looking at the longevity of what they can develop yes there may be injuries along the way but that's where we talk about rehab and health and taking care of the body doing a lot better job than i did growing up that's all i want i want my kids to live healthier lives i want them not to eat portuguese sausage eggs and rice every day and spam and bacon and double cheeseburgers and big macs and fried chicken i don't want them to eat all that kind of stuff every day like i did okay so that's horrible that's horrible dieting i want to make sure my kids i'm not gonna be super strict of course there's gonna be like you know, fried, of course it's going to be fried chicken. You're living with me. But for the most part, I want to bring them up in a healthier lifestyle so that their, their lifelong uh, journey in life will be healthy and active. That's what I want for my kids. Um, and speaking about healthy and active, <laughs> I've actually been out and about lately, walking around, walking around, trying to get exercise in. Um, because two things have happened, okay. One, I know I had to kick my ass myself by getting up early and start exercising in the, the freaking cold weather out here in Utah, it is ridiculously cold. So, I'll I'll wake up in the morning, put my shorts on, two layers of jackets, beanie. I grab my, my eight pound weights and I start walking. I look like the old, if you guys ever grew up on the west side of Oahu, okay, oh, the Makiki area, there's an old. He looked like he was Filipino maybe, Vietnamese, Asian, Asian, brown-skinned man. Always looked like he was in a Muay Thai outfit, cut shirt sleeve, uh, sweat wristbands, sweatpants. So if you guys know who I'm talking about, you guys know this story. This guy used to go up and down Machakilo Drive, up and down Machakilo Hill, doing weights, walking, and this and that. That's who I was this whole week. Okay, that's who I was this past week. Just grabbing weights, walking, walk to the church down the road from here. Did a couple laps, get down there, do some push-ups, do some squats. So I'm really trying. To, I'm really, really trying my best to do what I can. And then, um, one day I came out, and there it was just snowing. It started snowing again out here in Utah. So i'm like oh f this crap so i had to go to the gym uh, yes i do have a gym pass i'm just lazy to go to the gym because it's literally like 15 minute drive from here i had to go to another gym i had to go to the gym uh, did my workout there and i don't like gyms because they're so crowded but i bought the gym pass because it had a pool that my kids and i could swim in so that's why i bought it um, <laughs> didn't really take advantage of it but anyway that oh sorry anyway I feel like an old man. Definitely, definitely feel like an old man. I feel like old Makakilo man walking around with the weights and stuff. But I know the purpose behind it. I'm really trying to put myself to the test and push myself to get better and healthier. Um, exercising every day. On top of that, I finally had the opportunity to go to the doctor's office and they prescribed me fentermine. So I've been on Um If you don't know what it is, go look it up. But basically, it's it's a it helps you with your dieting it's supposed to provide you more energy and carb your cravings for food which is usually my my problem um when i went into the doctor's office i kind of explained what the hell was going on in my life i told him that um i told the doctor that it's because i when i get emotional i fall off track and i start just eating whatever the hell i want to eat and it's not good it's not healthy of course um but i know that I, but i know that my friends take fentermine and they've told me to talk to you about it so get this i talked to the doctor about it and he tells me oh you've already been on fentermine i was like what it's like when did i take fentermine he's like oh when you had your sleep apnea test we gave you fentermine to help you get through that and it was true and he said from last year when i got my, my sleep apnea machine till this year i lost about 13 pounds which is good but for me, it's not good, I need to get down even more, my goal weight is 250, if I can get there, and just stay between 250 and 270 for the rest of my life, perfect, I can deal with that, my knees will thank me, like I said before, so everything in that, in that category is projecting forward, I love it, and I'm thankful for it, so um, <clears throat> yeah, all right, so that's my mana moment, now we're moving into it's news to me all right so first couple of things i wanted to talk about um everybody knows what's been going on lately uncle joe rogan i gonna call him uncle because he's been around for a long time he's the godfather of podcasts in my opinion so uncle joe rogan like everybody knows everybody's heard has been getting slammed by spotify for the things he says and both for the covid vaccines spreading this misinformation and for um the racial slurs he's used now um i don't think he comes off as arrogant you know what i mean like if he came off arrogant, like this is what i'm saying uh first of all i love joe rogan never met the guy listen to a a lot of his podcasts some of them i can't listen through it because it doesn't interest me so i just skip on past it go to the next episode whatever but for the most part joe rogan is a pretty solid dude uh in my opinion he he tries to see both sides and doesn't make like he obviously he has his own opinions and that's what the whole podcast is about it's about joe rogan stating his opinions and asking questions to be educated He's a very educated man, and it's not. Be, it may be because he reads a lot that can help, that benefits as well, of course. But the fact that he can actually ask the questions that are on his mind about a specific topic to an expert in that field and get the answers that he that whether support or conflict with what he's asking. So when Spotify said this, and you know everyone's ragging on Joe Rogan, oh, you're spreading mis misinformation and whatnot. Hey he apologizes pretty much every episode if you've ever listened to at least listen to 10 episodes okay if he doesn't say oh i'm sorry i messed up oh i thought it was this like if you don't hear him saying anything about him messing up him seeking forgiveness him apologizing him restating what he his opinion is then that's his opinion but at the end of the day, it's just a goddamn podcast. Joe Rogan is not trying to hold people down and say, you need to do it like this. You have to follow me. He's not trying to do that. He's trying to say, like, for example, they asked they asked him something about a, a 21-year-old. He said, if I saw a 21-year-old and he was asking me about getting vaccines, I would say, don't. If you're healthy, if you are healthy, if you are exercising, if... You have good blood pressure. If like he's giving them all these ifs, if all these add up, I would tell him I wouldn't get it. You know what I'm saying? He like that's what he's saying. He said, "But at the end of the day, you have to be responsible for the choices you make." And a lot of people nowadays, and I, I see it all the time. Everybody wants to blame somebody else for their mess ups. You can't do that. Walk in the mud. There might be a guy that walked. Everybody's walk in the mud is different. Might be browner, might be darker, might be blacker, might be lighter, might be softer, might be sand, might be dirt. Whatever it may be, everybody's path is different. You can look at Joe Rogan, who's neck high in mud, walking through it. And he finally gets out on the other end. Hey, Joe, how did you do it? One step at a time. I chose to go left, and you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go left too. But your left may not be Joe's left. You know what I'm saying? Like, your path is not the same as Joe Rogan's path. He chose to do what he wanted to do. And he made his opinions. That's it. That's all he did, he just made his opinions. And if you're gonna blame Joe Rogan because you decided to follow him, he never said, follow me. He never said, everyone should follow Joe Rogan. He never said, come and join my, even if he did say that, at the end of the day, you have the agency and the freedom to choose, should I follow Joe Rogan's advice? Or should I follow an expert in the field's advice? Joe Rogan, an expert in the field. Joe Rogan, an expert in the field. It's your choice. You don't have to listen to either of them. Or you can have your own option by, you know, just dream clocks or whatever. You don't you can do whatever the hell you want to do with your life, but stop blaming people or others for your mess-ups. That's all it is. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Now when it comes to the racial slurs, I understand. I actually heard one of his episodes that he said the racial slurs over and over and over. But if you listen to him, and even if you were to watch it on YouTube, if you listen to him, it's there's no there's it, it, I don't know how to explain. It. There's no like umph behind it. There's no umph behind that 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 N-word. He's ne- that N-word. You know what that word I'm talking about? Never. Yeah, never. He it's never there um no i'm just i'm sure i'm playing around the n-word is nothing that joe rogan ever uh did on his podcast was to come off as a racist he's he, like i've listened to it over and over and again and you know what i mean like racist people would not have black people on his show and would not he would and if he did he'd call him he'd call him the n-word right then and there or he'd he'd degrade him he would disgrace them and all this kind of stuff but he doesn't he does not. And he goes for gay people, goes for you know, whatever, whatever theologists you have, whatever thoughts you have, whatever profession or, or, or background you come with. I've seen and heard Joe Rogan bring them on and just talk. Just have an, a legit conversation and get, and, get, and get through a topic together. Whether they agree with it or don't, at the end of the day, they walk away in peace, they had this conversation, they are both enlightened, opinions and thoughts and information was shared, that's the whole main point about this whole thing, that's what Joe Rogan does, and as far as the racial slurs goes, what I'm trying to say is, I don't hear it in the tone of his voice, it doesn't come off negative, like a Karen, or, you know, and it, it doesn't come off, to me, it doesn't come off that way. But I understand that's not my community. If they are, they are feeling threatened, they are feeling, you know, hurt by this word. I understand where they, like, I don't understand everything, but I get it, okay? I get it. I get it. You have every right to defend that word. You have every right to defend how it makes you feel. And just basically asking Joe Rogan to, you know, not say it anymore. And I love the, this is why I love Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe Rogan goes onto social media and apologizes. And what does he say? Does he backlash at people? Does he say, no, F you guys, I'm going to say whatever the hell I want to say. I'm Joe Rogan. I don't give a damn. No. He says, I'm sorry. I love you guys. I'm sorry. And I will promise to do better. That's all he says. I promise to do better and to get better and to not do this anymore. He's going to try his best to be a better person and have better conversations and steer away from those things and pay attention to what he's saying more. So he's saying, you guys are right. I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Let me learn from my mistakes and I will do my best to correct them. Is there anybody that walks among us that's perfect? That's never fucked up in their life. Sorry, I said the F word. That's never messed up in their life. Has there ever been a human being Living today that has never made a mistake, never slipped on a word, never said a bad word in church, or all these other things, never messed up. If there's anybody like that, bring them forward. But until then, we all need to learn to forgive. We all need to learn to let this man, especially Joe Rogan, because he literally just talks with anybody who's willing to talk to him, let this guy be forgiven and let us move on in fact let's just pay attention to the rest of his podcast see if he messes up you know what i'm saying like if he's messing up pay attention to him call him out and he's that's the thing he's not afraid to get called out on his mistakes he's not trying to run and hide he literally put a post up saying hey i gotta address this right away i'm sorry i messed this up but the and i love uncle joe rogan because his friends came in his colleagues people he's done interviews with that probably don't have a deep relationship with him. They're like, no, what he said is what he said. And, you know, he's a very intellectual person. Like they're giving honest feedback. And this guy, I and mean, Chris D'Elia put it best. He just said, Joe Rogan, if they're going to kick him off of Spotify, he'll just put it on another platform, a platform that's okay to have him there. You know, he said, because does, does Joe Rogan need Spotify or does Spotify need Joe Rogan? And it's true. I see it that way too. But anyways, uncle joe rogan i hope nothing but the best for you uncle um i still listen to your podcast so (laughs) would you mind listening to mine Hmm, 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 hmm. um anyways that's my thoughts on that so i hope everything goes good for him i know he's he's not going to stop doing what he loves to do he's been doing this for decades so just let him go and like i said he has enough money to make his own platform Like, he literally has enough money, in my opinion, to make his own platform to where it could just be him and his friends on this one app, this one social media app that's just him. So if you want to come and join Joe Rogan in his experience, join the app. Like, I can guarantee he'll make that for him. And it'll just probably be him, his friends, Joey Diaz, um, Eddie Bravo, you know, Chris D'Elia, Brendan Schaub, Brian, uh, Brian Callen, like all these guys. It'll probably just be them. And you guys would love to listen to them. That's the thing. But if you want Joe Rogan to disappear, and he ends up just making his own little platform, you're going to have a lot of good comedians and a lot of great stories. (laughs) But anyways, that's my thoughts on that. Um, The other big news, extra, extra, read all about it. To all of you Tom Brady haters, your time has finally arrived. Okay, soak it in, everybody. All of you that hate Tom Brady, all of you that just wished wished nothing but um, bad blessings on him, and you were hoping that one day this fool would retire, that time has come. 22 years in the NFL, Mr. Tom Brady has finally, finally tossed in the towel and said, I'm done. So, Mr. Tom Brady... I give you a round of applause. Thank you for being such a great athlete. So damn entertaining when I used to when we I watched you play. Um, when I had the opportunity to watch you play from when you were in the Patriots all the way to the Bucks and just killing the game, making it look so simple out there on the field, um, breaking records and whatnot. I enjoyed watching you. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the fact that people hated you and you still went out there and smashed the hell out of them. Like it motivated you even more. I like the fact that you were a sixth round draft pick, not the fastest guy, didn't look like a quarterback, but your work ethic was beyond anything else. And then when you had the opportunity, this is what I'm talking about. When you had the opportunity given to you, you didn't let that crap go. You held on to it and you said, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna take it to the house Every single time you give it to me, I'm going to do my best to put my team up. I'm going to do my best to be the best and then come back next year and act like, damn, I, I have nothing. I have no rings. I'm not the best. I'm going to fight for my position every single day I practice. And I think a lot of professionals forget that part. Forget the part that, hey, last year is done. Yesterday is done. You can't go back there and say, oh, no, but I got this accolade yesterday. It's zero zero. 0 It's top of the inning. It's top of the game. We're not, this is the brand new game, brand new season. We have to prove that we are the best. Everything, everyone's even. Everyone's at, everyone's at a B level. Now, B level, beginning of the season. Nothing from last season matters. Now, who's going to be the A? Who's going to be the A plus? Who's going to, you know, who's going to go A plus plus? Who's going to go above and beyond? And I loved watching that from you, Mr. Tom Brady, for all these years. I Loved it, loved it, loved it. I... Was not a Patriots fan. Let's just put it that way. I did not care for the Patriots. I cared to watch Tom Brady work. He could play for any team. Any team. Hell, I wanted him on the Ravens. I'm a Ravens fan. I love the Ravens team. Can't stand the fact that they run the ball all the time. But that's something else. Um, But watching Tom Brady smoke dudes and then get up. He'll, he'll get smoked by big dudes too. Dudes that outweigh him by at least 200 pounds. He'll get up and be like, that's it? Come on, boy. You got to do better than that. I'm like, yo, this guy got some fire. That Lord fire. So, um, but I loved watching him just break down a defense so easily. And the fact that he would come back out of nowhere and kill people, you know when the the best one of course everybody loved this anybody who's a tom brady fan loved the fact that when it came down to the super bowl game against the atlanta falcons here comes the owner coming down to the field and here comes tom brady walking onto the walking onto the lined field and saying we're about ready to kill these guys With the greatest comeback I've ever seen. I love it in Super Bowl history. Coming back, killing the Atlanta Falcons and taking that ring. And just looking at the, like, could you be, like, imagine the owner. And I I don't even know the owner's name. But I thought it was hilarious when he came down and he's like, we're about to win this. We're about to get it. Oh, shoot. He scored again! We lost the Super Bowl! Oh cousin! When he was he was ready to join the field and the cameras are on him and everything. And, but here comes Mr. Clutch Perfect himself, Tom the GOAT Brady, walking up to the field, smashing the Atlanta Falcons and just basically robbing them of their title and saying, good luck next year, boys. <laughs> so uh <laughs> So yes, I do believe Tom Brady is the goat, goat of all goats in in all sports at, up until this point. Of course, Michael Phelps with like freaking 20 gold medals whatever. But Tom Brady played in the NFL for 22 years and he was voted to perform in the Pro Bowl 15 out of those 22 years. So 7 years he didn't he wasn't voted in, but 15 years he's been voted in. This year, 2022, he didn't perform, he didn't do it because of a shoulder injury. But he didn't make that many appearances as well because of the 10 times he went to the Super Bowl. 10 times going to the Super Bowl. Whether he won them or not. And out of those 10 times, he won 7. 7 he won. 7 times he won. He only lost 3. 3 Super Bowl games he lost out of the 10 times he appeared. He won 7 of them. That is ridiculous when you think about it. 22 years, 10 appearances at the Super Bowl, 7 rings, 3 losses at the Super Bowl. Anything else, that's, which means he has 10 uh, 10 uh, conference championships wins as well. That is ridiculous. So he couldn't make it to the Pro Bowl this year. And then there was, there was a tweet out by an Ian Rappaport, which says, Tom Brady said he wanted to play until 45. He nearly made it, but 22 seasons, 15 Pro Bowls, 3 MVPs, 7 Super Bowls, and 10 Conference Championship wins, is what he should have put that in there too, will have to suffice. So congratulations, Mr. Tom Brady. Put your feet up for a week or two and then get back out there and do what you got to do. Um, but I loved watching you play. I enjoyed every minute of it. It was it was amazing. It was fun. I loved it. I loved to watch. Even when you went against the Ravens. Even when you would kill the Ravens. I loved watching you do it. I loved it. Just the fact that you could break it down. Even Ray Lewis pays respect to you. Like I could you could just break it down so easy. And sometimes I would try to watch and see where he would throw the ball. I but of course the camera angles don't give me that much of an opportunity to see the field that Tom Brady sees most of the time. But the fact that he could you could give him a minute, third down and 15, one more touchdown and they win, he's pumping that one minute to its core. Getting it down to the last millisecond so that he can score a touchdown. That's all he wants to do in life is score a touchdown. And by all means, congratulations, sir. You've done it. You are the GOAT. Put your feet up. Raise your glass high. And God bless Tom Brady. All right. Last thing I want to share about that is this is what Tom Brady wrote after ending his career and announcing his retirement. He wrote on his Instagram, he said, I have loved my NFL career, and now it's time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Very good for you, sir. Like I said, raise a glass, and God bless Tom Brady. Um, Let's get into the last part of this episode called... Thought bucket, thought bucket, thought bucket. So basically, in this bucket here that I have, um, I come up with random thoughts in my head that um, I that just happen. They just pop up every once in a while. And so I decided to write them down, and throw it into this little bucket here, and then randomly pull one out and talk about it here on the podcast. So... We got one right now. Let's see what it says. Thought bucket. Thought, thought bucket. Damn, this is a long one. Look at this thing. Holy crap. Hope I didn't read this one. Oh. Whoo. Okay, here we go. And this is funny because we're actually planning to do this soon. Um, It says here, if you are planning a trip to Disneyland and you're going with your family and you've invited a friend and their family and they are coming but you can stay at the disney resort because that's what you want but your friend can't afford it mm. do you stay at the resort or find a cheaper spot with your friends Ooh, lordy, lordy, lordy. okay um that depends it all depends okay and the reason why i'm saying this so basically we're going to a resort we're going to disneyland we want to stay in a resort our friends can't stay in a resort they got to stay at a, at a motel or whatever do i give up my wants to be at a, at a resort or, or or do i stay at that resort or do i go and you know stay with at the motel with my friends well here's the thing i would consider every option okay i would consider every option first of all when we plan this if we're planning it together and they're telling us oh we can't go to the we can't stay at the resort we don't have enough money to stay there we have to stay at the motel i would look at my family look at my kids and be like my obligation is to bring as much joy on this trip to my kids as possible okay while i'm on this disneyland trip disney World trip whatever it may be my chore my opportunity To bring magic and wonder and excitement and joy to my children takes precedence over everything else, regardless of how deep my relationship is with them, regardless if they're my brother. Okay. At this point, it's just me, my wife, and our kids. If we can afford to go to the resort, we will go. Now, I'm not saying I would never hang out with them. What I would do is I would go to the resort, go there, pay for the hotel, pay for the suite, pay for everything. Call up my friend and be like, "Yo, come on over. You guys come on over <laughs> to see us at the resort. Come check it out. They've got pools here. We'll chill at the pool. They can stay there, but they can use. They would be able to use the accommodations at our place because that's what I would do. That's what local people do anyway. Okay, like when we go to stay at a hotel, um, we invite our families and friends to come over." Come chill with us, swim with us, and then they can go home. As long as we're spending time together, we're having this event, we're cohabitating this one bed, <laughs> this one room, uh, to shower, to you know, get our kids ready to go and enjoy the day. Let them come over. Who cares? Let them have fun. I would do that, okay? Because I know, I understand the struggle. Not everybody can pay for a resort. I'm not saying I'm rich enough to pay a resort every freaking time. To be honest. I would take the cheap route because that's how I am. I would go that way. But in this next trip that, you know, we're going with, with dear, dear friends of ours to Disney world, we all brought up the options of what do we want to do? Where do we want to stay? What's the cheapest way? Can we, you know, all this stuff. And my wife said, we're going to stay at this resort. We are not going to stay at 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 an outsourced motel or cheaper hotel place, whatever, it's going to be part of the Disney Disney Resorts, and we're going to hustle to get the money. And so that's what we did. That's what we did. Too. We hustled to get the money so that we could have this experience with our children and have this time to bring all this joy, wonder, and excitement to them when we go on this trip. Now, our friends are doing the same thing. They hustled. They got, you know, where everything's paid for them. But like I said, if they were to ever go and stay at a cheaper hotel ever to, you know, because they couldn't afford it, because they they didn't hustle or they didn't have the time to hustle. If they were able to pay for everything else but the hotel needed to be cheap for them, then so be it. They can stay there tomorrow morning, come over to our place, We'll, we'll sneak in some food, we'll sneak you guys in, we'll go hang out at the pool, we'll go check out the resorts, whatever it may be. We'll go and have fun, and then we'll go check out the parks anyways. So that's what I would do. That would be my situation. That's a a good, really good question. Anyways, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Hawaiians all over the world, across the oceans, across the seas, across the lands. Thank you for joining me in for another uh, podcast episode. My name is Kalei2K. Follow me on social media. I got Instagram, Venmo, Cash App, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Spotify, I'm on Spotify. I'm still trying to work out other platforms. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yes, come back. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for uh, listening, participating, and uh, look at my social media. I ask questions because I do want to get you guys feedback. Okay, so if you're listening to this, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please follow me on social media. I have tons of questions. I want to interact with you guys so that you guys can be part of my episodes as well. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Thank you so much again. Hope you guys have a great day and a great week. God bless you. God keep you safe. Remember, spread aloha, not hate. All right? This is kale 2K signing off. Aloha. Shoo!